0: Welcome to A Better Covenant Podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up, as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. Praise God. Welcome to A Better Covenant Podcast and TV and um, we started a series on the forgiveness of god and uh, this is just a continuation of that series and uh, this is something that if you take the time to listen to it and i would suggest you do it over and over again listen to this broadcast this podcast if you are somebody that is that likes to listen and uh, you I'll, I'll suggest you listen to the podcast over and over again And if you're somebody that's visually inclined and you want to see pictures then you can look at these videos over and over again now this is something that is going to release the power of god into your life like i said the last time if when god forgives you he doesn't just forgive you he releases with that forgiveness comes the power of god into your life to not only um, set you free from the consequences of that sin but to actually deliver you from those from those, uh, from whatever that sin is brought into your life so I want you to uh, listen carefully and uh, pay attention Le- look at these scriptures over and over again as I quote them in your spare time take the time to look at these scriptures and, uh, and see what the Holy Spirit is saying to your heart now let's go back to Psalm 103 again And uh, because that's where we base this whole teaching on the forgiveness of God on. Uh, I'll just read it. uh, I'll read a few verses there. But if you look at Psalm 103, you will see the emphasis of this psalm is on the soul. For example, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Then he goes ahead to begin to list those benefits. He says, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Now, if you go down to verse 22, it says, bless the Lord, O my soul. So it begins and ends with the soul. So the emphasis of this psalm is on uh, the soul of man. Now, if you look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it tells us that man is spirit, soul, and body. Man, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, and the very God of peace, let me just quickly get that out for you. The very God of peace sanctify you completely. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5. This is a very important thing to, for you to realize that man is not just the soul man is a spirit being having a soul First Thessalonians 5 23 now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ it refers to man as a threefold being spiritual and body and uh, the spirit is your essential nature, who you really are. You are a spirit being because God is a spirit. God created man in his image and likeness. And the Bible says God is a spirit. And if God is a spirit, we are spirit beings. Now, your soul consists of your thoughts, your will, your emotions, and your imagination. This is These four, these four things make up the soul of man. And so the man here is talking about... He's talking to his soul, and because that—that—that—that's uh, 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 where whether you walk in the benefits of God's forgiveness or not, that's determined entirely in the soul realm. Now, if you look at that Psalm, it says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me." Now, what does it mean to bless? The bless—I mean, he's saying, "Bless the Lord." I thought God was supposed to be blessing us, not us blessing Him. So how come we are blessing God? Now, I understand when you say bless the Lord, in a sense, it's talking about praising God, worshiping God. But that word bless, it means to empower. That's the meaning of that word bless. It means essentially to empower. So when we bless God, it it literally means to empower. So how can we empower God? Now, it's communicating a revelation to you there about how important it is that you cooperate with God. The the, the truth of the matter is without your cooperation, God, that's a difficult thing to say, but it's the truth. If you don't cooperate with him, God is not going to be able to do anything positive in your life. God does not force any of his benefits on anybody. You're going to have to receive it um, uh, uh, in cooperation with God. And so when he says, bless the Lord, he's saying, cooperate with God. Submit to God so that what God wants to do in your life can come to pass. So God needs our cooperation to be able to carry out his work in our life. And our soul holds the key to that cooperation. See, your soul is a place of your choices, your thoughts, your imagination, and your emotions, like I said earlier on. And uh whether you walk in the forgiveness of God, whether you don't walk in the forgiveness of God, depends a lot on your soul. And uh, God's not going to force his, any of His blessings on anybody. We have to receive what God is offering us as an act of our choice. And your thoughts are involved in that. Your emotions are involved in that. Your imagination are involved, is involved in that. And uh, your, your certainly your emotions are uh, involved or are involved in whether you get to receive from God or not. So he's saying, "Bless the Lord, O my soul," and uh, I'll expose this to you as you as we go along in the study. "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me." Bless His holy name. He's saying, "Cooperate with God. <laughs> you have to cooperate with God. You have to choose to receive that forgiveness. You have to think in line with the Word of God that says you are forgiven." And it must begin to renew your emotions. Your emotions will begin to flow in line with the word of God that says he has forgiven you. Now, if you look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that uh, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Now, notice he didn't force it on you. He said, choose it. He said, I'm setting it before you, I'm placing it before you, but you have to decide to receive it. You have to decide to accept that which I'm offering you. And so we see the place of the soul here. That's why the man is talking to his soul. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. He's talking about his will. He's talking about his... Thoughts. He's talking about his emotions, he's talking about his, his imagination, he's calling upon these aspects of his being to flow with God, to cooperate with God, to, 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 to come in line with the Word of God that says, He forgives me all my iniquities. And so we see here, he says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, that I have set before you life and death, therefore choose life. We can read it this way, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, that I have set before you my forgiveness and death. Therefore, choose my forgiveness. You see, you have to choose it. You have to choose to receive that forgiveness. If you don't receive it, if you don't choose to receive it, God's not going to force it on you. And that's up to you entirely to decide whether you want to receive what God is offering to you. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. Again, I'm trying to emphasize the the soul. Why this the, uh, the psalmist, that is David, is... Emphasizing his soul. I'm trying to make you to see why he's talking to his soul. So Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. He says, if you be willing, let me just read that quickly, look at that quickly. Isaiah 118 says uh, Okay, let's quickly look at that. Come now, let us reason together. Where does your reason belong? Your soul. You see, God is saying, bring your reason in line with my reasoning. You see, that's why he's talking to his soul here. He's trying to bring his mind uh, in line with the word of God. He's using his tongue, as you will see as we go along in this study, to bring his thoughts in line with. With the word of God, and it's, this scripture says, "Come now, let us reason together." It's talking to your soul now. God is saying, "Bring your reasoning in line with my reasoning. Start to think in line with the way I think about you." And God says, "I've forgiven you. This is His thoughts towards you. It's the thoughts of thoughts of forgiveness." And He says, uh, "Think that way. Think as somebody who has who has been forgiven by God." Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you are willing, can you see that? He's saying, I'm not going to force it on you. You have to be willing and obedient. So your willingness is, belongs in the realm of your soul. God says, if, are you willing to receive my forgiveness? Uh, I'm not going to force it on you. I'm offering it to you. But now your soul must cooperate. That's why the man David is talking to. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. He's calling his soul to come in line with what the word of God says about him. He says, soul, listen now, you have been forgiven. And if you don't do that, the tendency is that you're going to uh, forget it. You're not going to be able to walk in the reality of it. So he says, uh, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now notice, eating the good of the land, comes after receiving the forgiveness of God. That's why it is such an important subject for you to understand the reality and the power of the forgiveness of God. Now, I want to look at another scripture here in John chapter 20, verse 25, in line with the will of man, because uh, you you wonder why he, the psalmist say, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's talking to his soul. Uh, he's talking to his soul. There, and why is he doing that? There's, there's a reason for that. Let's look at John chapter 20, uh, the book of John, the gospel of John, 20, verse 25. The other other disciples therefore said to him, that is talking about Thomas. Let's read from verse 24. Now, Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Now notice he said, I will not. The man was willing to believe, but he gave the conditions for him to believe. He said, I'm going to believe, but this is a condition. If these conditions are not met, I will not believe. So what does that tell you about your willpower? Even your ability to believe God is subject to your choices. We can choose to believe God if we want to believe God. And that's why the man says, bless the Lord, O my soul. He's saying, o, o my will, bless the Lord. He's calling his will power. He's calling his will into operation. He's calling his will into cooperation. He's calling his will into to come in line with what the word of God says. You see, you have to choose to believe God that you're forgiven. When everything around you, you say, no, you're not forgiven, when your flesh is saying, no, you're not forgiven. your emotions are saying, no, you're not forgiving, <laughs> God could never forgive you. Look how bad you acted, look how ugly you did. Uh, God will never forgive you what you did. You, you have to just go by the word of God. You have to fly strictly by the instruments. And the word of God says you are forgiven. And you have to say, I choose to believe that I am forgiven. In the face of contrary circumstances, in the face of contrary feelings, uh, even though my feelings are telling me otherwise, I choose to believe that. That I am forgiven. So that's what the man is doing there. He's calling his soul to come in line with what the word of God says. He's calling his soul to come in line with what the word of God says. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that's within me, bless the holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and forget not all his benefits. And one number one on on that list is who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Now somebody has said, uh, somebody said, If we think wrongly, we will believe wrongly. If we believe wrongly, our confessions will be wrong. I'll take that again. If we think wrong, or if our thinking is wrong, our believing will be wrong. If our believing is wrong, our confessions will be wrong. If our confessions are wrong, the outcomes and the results we get in our life will be wrong, will be different from what the Word of God Uh, intends for us to have. So if we think wrongly, if our thinking is out of line with the Word of God, then we're going to begin to believe out of line with the Word of God. And if we believe out of line with the Word of God, we will talk out of line with the Word of God. And if we talk out of line with the Word of God, then the things that we see in our lives, the the manifestations, the outcomes, the results that we see in our lives will be completely out of line with with the intended outcome of God's Word. Now, so that's the principle we see operating here. David is saying is bringing his line, bringing in is bringing his thinking in line with the word of God. And because he knows if my thinking is not in line with the word of God, if my soul is not in line with the word of God, then my believing will get out of line with the word of God and my confessions will get out of line with the word of God and I will begin to operate out of line with the word of God and that forgiveness which God has made available to me, I'll lose it. I will not uh, enjoy it. I will not walk in the reality and the, and the benefits of that forgiveness. I'll be held bound right where I am in life. And so we see David here, he's using his mouth to get a hold of his thoughts, that his self-talk, we call that self-talk, or that's a biblical principle, <laughs> talk to yourself. Uh, to use your, like I said the last time in one of the broadcasts on this series on forgiveness. If I'm thinking A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, and, and so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, I start counting 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Guess what will happen? My trend of thought that was going in the line of A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, suddenly will stop and start going in the line of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. In other words, my mouth dictates the direction in which my thoughts go. So this man's thoughts ordinarily will probably be going in the direction of, oh, look look how ugly you acted, David. Look how badly you've done. Look at how, how terrible you disappointed yourself, disappointed the nation, you disappointed God. Uh, you know, God will never forgive you. you. You let yourself down. You let God down. His mind is probably going in this direction. But in order to harness his thoughts and move it away from that direction, in the direction of which God wants him to think, he's, en- he's engaging his mouth, he's engaging his tongue in his self-talk. So the positive self-talk of David is what he's using to uh, take control of his soul. So you have to, you have to do that. Your self-talk must uh, be in line with the Word of God. And that's what the Word of God says. That's the principle of meditation. If you look at Psalm, that's in Psalm 103, let's go back there. If you look at Psalm 103 again, uh, just look at the heading of that Psalm. It says a Psalm of David, a Psalm of David. But did you know, if you look at that word, a Psalm, you'll see that it's italicized, which means that in the original Hebrew it, it wasn't there. The translators put it there because they thought, Well, let's put it there. Maybe if we put it there, they will understand better what the man is talking about. But if you remove that, he simply says of David. Now you look at other tr- literal translation. If you go look at that in the literal Hebrew Bible, it actually says to David. To David, what does that mean? It's David talking to David. Can you see that? That is his self-talk. That's why he says, to David. David is talking to David. He's addressing himself in line with the Word of God. He's telling himself. He's speaking to himself what the Word of God says about himself. David is talking to David. So this is David's self-talk. This psalm is really David's self-talk. David is talking to David. And he's using that self-talk to harness, to take control of his thought life and bring it in line with the Word of God so that he can begin to walk in the benefits of, uh, of the covenant. And that's the reason why uh, he was able to walk in it. And I'll encourage you to do that in your private moments and in your quiet moments, learn to engage yourself in this act of self-talking to yourself. Take the word of God, take the scriptures of, the, of, of, of unforgiveness and begin to quote them to yourself. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's the principle of meditation. I'll just read to you quickly before I I finish this uh, broadcast for today. Uh, Joshua chapter 1, I'll just read that quickly to you. It says, uh, i read verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the law, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead now. Therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Now, if you go down to verse 8, he begins to, the whole whole, uh, chapter, really, God was instructing him what to do and how to accomplish his assignment. And in verse 8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it you will meditate in it day and night. And that word meditate, it means to mutter, means to say something to yourself in quiet tones. The Hebrew people did never read like we read. Uh, If you are around the Hebrew scholars and Hebrew people generally, uh, they don't read the way we read with our mouths, with our lips closed. They read with their mouth. (laughs) They engage their lips when they read Uh, because that's how God taught them to read. God taught them to meditate on scriptures by reading it to themselves. So, And that's what uh, David is doing. He's taking scriptures on forgiveness. He's taking the word of God on forgiveness, and he's rehearsing it, and he's saying it to himself over and over again. And in that way, he's uh, taking control of his soul. He's getting his thoughts in line with it. And is uh, breaking that thread of thought that's going in the direction, the negative direction, the negative flow of his thoughts. Is breaking that negative flow, and is harnessing his thoughts, is bringing those thoughts back in the direction of God to cooperate with God, to flow with God, to agree with God, so that he can walk, uh, or he could walk in the benefit of God' forgiveness. So I would encourage you to do that in your, in your private moments, in your moments of. Uh, of uh discouragement and you feel as if look you've done so badly god could never forgive you get a hold of this scripture read it out loud to yourself over and over again until your mind and your thoughts and your emotions begin to flow in line with it to your coming until i come your way again the lord keep you and bless you the lord uphold you and sustain you keep walking in the power of god keep walking in the forgiveness of god in jesus name amen we trust that this message has been a blessing to you be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode for additional information please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc